This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Tim Armo, CEO of Fembytes. Tim, welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. All right. Great. Listen, let's jump back in time into 2016. Back in the day when you asked any online marketer what marketing channel was the hottest, she or he would talk about Instagram, Snapchat, probably Twitter or Facebook. Yeah, that was the year when Facebook was still cool. But in September of that year, TikTok was born. Its direct predecessor was called Musical.ly. And at the time, it was already rising the charts pretty fast. And yet, nobody had any clue about how enormously popular the app will become in a few years later. Not a clue. Back to 2020, according to Sensor Tower, this February TikTok had the biggest number of downloads on both iTunes and Google Play. So beating WhatsApp, Facebook, and YouTube. So now people talk about TikTok a lot. And as usual with any new concept, it's a mix of accurate information and misconceptions. Today, Tim will help us to clear out the picture and explain how exactly brands can take advantage of TikTok as a marketing channel. But as usual, before doing that, Tim, please tell a bit about yourself, your background. Yeah, so I'm... Tim, I head up Fanbyte. Uh, we're currently a brand come to us because they want to reach a Gen Z audience. And so we have focused ourselves on being the best place for brands to reach a Gen Z audience. By Gen Z, we're talking people between the ages of like 13 to 25. We have been going for three years now. I started it back in university. We are now about like 40 people and we activate with all the world's biggest brands. So from the UK government to McDonald's to Deliveroo to, and then I guess with apps, we work with King, Ubisoft, Miniclip, Playdemic. All these guys basically come to us because they want to reach a younger audience on social media. So we do that in two ways. Firstly, we created a platform. We have a network of influencers who have signed up to our network and we activate campaigns with them on YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, and Instagram. Uh, but then we also have a number of owned and operated channels, which we actually um, own and create content for, and we integrate brands through that. So we both kind of have the influencer side, but also owning and operating a number of channels. And brands come to us to just create create content, which can drive sales, signups, conversions, all that good stuff. Awesome. Gotcha. And now, uh, can you give me a quick intro of what TikTok is? I know many people do know what it is, but just the kind of our concept and how is it different from similar apps? Yeah, so I mean, the headline is obviously it being like a short form video app where people can create content, share share it um, with friends. Like that's kind of the headline, you know, short content, 15 seconds. But I think the most interesting thing about TikTok is perhaps the platform where it lends itself so much to content creation that it's like unbelievable. One of the things that we see is just like the level of 
content that comes out, which is so varied. And because there's a niche for every single person. So for example, last night I was, um, even though I'm 25, I was spending a lot of time like watching the grandparents niche, right? It was like just grandparents doing ridiculous things. And then I went on to watch like gardening niche. And I think one of the things is like TikTok lends itself to be, for people to be so creative, but like in their own unique ways. It's just super different to when you think, obviously, like even platforms like Instagram, where Instagram, there is a certain appeal to it, which is very much like a polished, finished look, look at my life. Whereas with TikTok, it, it, is, it is very much about the creativity, which works quite well. So obviously this is the question, this is the answer to my next question, why it's so popular and popularity grows so fast. It's uh, primarily for Gen Z, but it covers all ages, which actually needs for me because I thought it's only like specifically appeals to Gen Z folks and that's it. But if we're talking that it covers every age group and there is a place, there's a content for everybody. So that's the reason why it's so hugely popular, right? Yeah, and I, I mean like, there's this whole thing about it targeting Gen Z, right? But I think 65% of the audience on TikTok is over 18. In fact, there's actually, like, there's a whole niche of people where it's like parents and all that stuff where they are on it. We've activated a lot of campaigns targeting people like over 25, like 30. We've done stuff targeting moms. We've, we've done stuff targeting much bigger audiences. The big difference between that is just it's just the type of creativity that you put on the campaign. That's when you really, really win. So even though the audiences can be different, et cetera, the thing that stays the same is if you're able to do it in a creative way, you'll always win. Got it. So let's talk about brands, how TikTok can be effective for them to reach the audience that they're trying to reach using a new channel. So what kind of brands fit the best for TikTok? So I think to the brands that fit the best, there's quite an eclectic mix. Like we've, you know, as mentioned, we've done stuff with the government and then we've also done stuff with King, right? We've done stuff for a company, like the biggest accountancy firm in the country, but we've also done stuff with like Miniclip, right? So <laughs> it's, quite an, it's quite an eclectic mix. So for us, so I say kind of like, the things that we do for brands. And then afterwards, I'll say the like commonalities between them. So we have brands both from an account growth perspective. So helping them to just grow their accounts. We also help them to drive just brand engagement, so sales, et cetera. And actually, we've actually just launched an offering, which is about where we help apps to drive downloads and installs on a, based on a performance basis. And so that is interesting. That brings like influencers and uh, performance um, together. But then we also run paid ads. So those are kind of like the four pillars of what we do. Firstly, is just helping you to grow your own profile on TikTok. Secondly, is helping you to just drive brand awareness. Thirdly, is then helping you drive performance to installs. And then the third is like paid ads and paid social. Now, the commonality between those is that can actually be applied to any brand. And I think that's a big thing. So many people think, oh, would my brand work, etc. And actually, the funny thing is, maybe you could have said that of like other platforms where there's maybe a specific type of brand that makes sense. But because on TikTok, like the variable to success is actually more of the creativity. So actually, 
one of my favorite TikTokers is a mermaid. Um, her name's Mermaid Grace. She's great, all right? And it's like, why on earth, like, why is she your favorite TikToker? But I find it interesting because she has like 1.2 million fans on TikTok and all she posts is about like mermaid stuff. But she has this passionate community of people who just love everything that she says. And I think, and there's even people who are just really big gamers, but like not just general gaming. It's like they only play a specific type of game every single video. And I think because there's so many different niches there, the question isn't so much, would my brand work? It's more like, can I find that community? And then can I creatively express myself through them? So uh, you're actually answering my next question as well, because I was going to ask you, are there any brands or categories of business verticals that don't fit? So you're saying it's a matter of how smart you are in picking up the right audience. So even enterprise yeah. will work, big companies? I yeah, mean, so yeah, two things. So we've actually built this internal tool. It's like a TikTok analytics tool. And what it does is it tracks existing hashtags and it tracks like hashtags that are about to be big and it tracks sounds and it tracks like influencers. So it tracks like average likes, average comments, most shared posts, all that stuff. Now, what that means is that with our tool, we can actually search, say, what is one we actually did quite recently? Okay, a perfect one we actually did recently, we searched tax because we're working with this accountancy company. They're quite similar to FreshBooks, the one owned by Intuit. So they were actively trying to reach essentially like business owners. And we just, and through our tool, we just, we just said, okay, tell me people who have spoken about tax, who have at least a hundred thousand fans and are growing at like 30% per day. And we were able to find this massive community of people there who were able to do that. And I think just that is, that there is just, and then we were able to engage them and get them to create something really funny about, you know, if you don't have this tax software, then come April, you are basically, you know, going to be screwed. And it was done in a funny way, engaging way. And it's like, boom. And that was a tax software company. So if a tax software company can do it, then actually the bar is very high. Yeah, that's, that, that's for sure. If you can do it for a tax company, yeah that's, yeah, that's a good point. Can you think of any common mistakes brands do? Just uh, if you're aware of any, like what people don't get about doing marketing on TikTok. Well, the biggest mistake and, you know, our partnerships, people talk about this a lot. Our marketing people talk about this a lot. Our campaign people talk about this a lot. The biggest mistake is like the person doesn't even use the app themselves. I find that so stupid because it's like, if you are marketing on a platform, why would you just not know about the platform? And so we'd have these questions. I remember we're activating a number of campaigns and I remember our salesperson was just like pulling his hair out because he was like, why are you asking me about like sounds? It's like, she said, oh, you know, with the music on TikTok, like, do we have to go and buy it from the label? And I'm like, come on, like simple logic will be able to tell you, just spend some time on it. So I think that's the first thing. Like a lot of people just 
even if you're going to use uh, like a partner, an external service like ours, et cetera, like still at least educate yourself on it. The other mistakes I see people doing is actually going too much with like the gameplay footage. So we, so, so we activate a lot on you know, other platforms like Snapchat, Instagram, et cetera. And sometimes we get a client who will go, we're trying to blow a campaign out on both Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. And we say, well, cool, this works for Snap, this works for Insta, et cetera. And then they go, cool. So I guess that just means we can just take that content we created on Snap and put it on TikTok, right? And I'm like, no, 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 it's like completely different. And I think that's that understanding there of people realizing that like TikTok has its own thing. And in that own thing, I would say there are three key principles. Firstly, comedy works very well. Secondly, there's actually there's actually no real difference between people talking about like micro and macro influences on TikTok. Like people talk about that on other platforms, but actually there's no difference. And the reason why is because, yeah. And the reason why is because TikTok doesn't reward good profiles. It rewards good videos. So you can actually go and see someone with like 50K fans, maybe like 20K fans, but their last video had like 6 million views. And you're like, wait, what? How can you have 6 million views, but only have 10K fans? And and you see that consistently because it's not so much the influencer who would then like get the results. Is is the video good? Then TikTok shows it to more people. Because you have to remember that TikTok's number one thing is keep people on the app. And the way they do that is by sharing interest in videos, not interest in profiles. So that there's a really good way when approaching influencer marketing. It's not about, oh, let's get the biggest influencer and all that stuff. It's actually, let's focus on the best creative. And we have a tool book in our company, which is like the best TikTok creators we've run or we've ever seen. And when it comes down to it with brands, we just go, cool, this creative work, this creative work, this creative work, let's just do this. Instead of like, yeah, let's get this really crazy influencer who has like 10 million fans. It's like, that's just so stupid because people think the way of doing it on Instagram is also the way of doing it on TikTok. Right. They're, they're, I think they're equal. It's just the same strategy and it's wrong. Speaking of strategy, can you give me a kind of thumbnail sketch on an effective marketing strategy? Just a couple of things, a couple of hints for marketing strategy. How it should be done right? Cool. So let's say I'm an app, right? So yep. if I was an app, just pick any app, actually. Just like pick pick an example app and we'll build a strategy right now. So uh, let's work with the app. Something about traveling, like booking.com, for instance. Cool. Sweet. So let's say booking.com. So instantly, there are three key things I'll do. Firstly, I draw a ring on a sheet of paper and I will go... The type of person is like interested in travel. What other things are they interested in? So what other pieces of like content are they interested in? Because on TikTok, you are not going to get the same thing on Instagram where you can just go and book like a travel influencer. You're not going to get that. What you're going to get is people who create content around that topic, but perhaps are not like every post is not like, look at me in Spain, look at me in um, Germany, right? So you want to pick the like tangential hashtags around them. And then once you've done that, then you want to look at the second thing, which is what 
trending sounds and trending topics are going on on TikTok. Because if you can pick a trending song and if you can leverage music as your way in, then what you can do is you can jump on an existing song and then be able to use that to leverage your brand and leverage your app. Because the big thing people go is, you know, tell the influencer to say, you know, check out booking.com, check out this. And it's like, well, actually that could work. But the only problem is if you say that, that's only confined to that particular influencer's audience. But if you can leverage that influencer and then a song that is trending or something like that, you can then actually get double the amount like, and double the views. Like We've done campaigns where the same influencer might say get 100,000 views, but when they add on like a song that's already really popular, they end up getting you know, a lot more views, like 200,000. So I'd start off with that as an interest. Then like, I start off firstly gauging the interest. Then I will go directly and start thinking about what um, trending songs. And then what I would then do, and this is like a tool that, like we've built where we can see that influences most shared posts and most like posts and stuff. Then I would go and say, right, it seems like this type of content is the type of thing they like, is the type of thing their audience likes. And then I'll get them to just, I'll say, this is the gender angle. This is the thing. These are the hashtags that we know that people similar to you are using. Just create something like that and go ahead. And those are the three ways that are activated. Cool. Uh, now I'm, I'm just uh, going to ask you a few funny, quick questions. Just rapid fire questions. Yeah. Uh, are you iOS or Android person? I'm an iOS person. I hate Android. <laughs> You're approving my stats for this podcast over and over. People on, on the iOS side, consistent. Do you remember your first mobile phone? My first mobile phone was a Sony Walkman. Gotcha. Back to reality. What is your favorite app now? So my favorite app is actually an app called Quora. What did it do? What, what does it do? So, yeah, so Quora is like Q-U-O-R-A. Quora is, it's like a question and answer site. Oh, oh got, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just really, Brilliant. really good. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I love, like, in order it goes Quora, TikTok, and then Twitter. Yeah, Quora, TikTok, and Twitter, I'd say. Do you see any app that is kind of overrated in your sense? You think the app has too much hype about it, but it doesn't deserve it? Let me actually go through my apps I have here. Ah, they all seem good. Actually, so I think Pinterest is just overhyped. I don't see it as like a particularly great like social network. So I'd say Pinterest. Got it. What about new technologies for uh, apps that you're most excited about? What new things you're waiting for uh, to be implemented in apps? Are there any? I'm extremely excited about AR, but I think so many people have this mental barrier that they think it takes a crazy amount of like time and effort. But I'm really, really pumped about AR and how it can... Because right now, because the world is moving to a stage where actually the thing that wins is not your audience targeting, it's actually the creative and the creativity you can bring to any ad campaign. And I think AR is the type of thing where, let's say you were that app you just told me about, like booking.com app or something, right? So we do a lot of AR stuff on Instagram and Snapchat where we'll, we'll create an AR experience for someone and that will just get them into a whole new world And we did one where an app ended up being the number one trending app on the whole of 
Snapchat. And on the App Store, they ended up being the number one most downloaded app, like on the App Store. But anyway, going back to your travel example, what if I could see an ad or something and I could swipe up, say, and then I could enter into how it looks in Barcelona or I could enter into how it looks in Rome or Croatia and then I could then convert by like downloading your app or making a booking or something like that. So that to me is just like really, 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 really interesting. All right. Great. Awesome. Now, before I let you go, how can people get in touch with you and get more information about what you're doing? So to get in touch with me, pretty straightforward. I'm pretty active everywhere, but you can get in touch with me on LinkedIn. My name is Timothy Armu, T-I-M-O-T-H-Y-A-R-M-O-O. I guess actually we could... When is this going out, by the way? It's going to be out in a, uh, in a few weeks. Like, not the next Monday, but the Monday after. So that's cool. Because what I was going to say, um, Wednesday, 22nd of April. Next week, Monday, we are going to uh, publicly launch our... We've just launched a new product specifically for apps where they can actually create campaigns just from our platform and run TikTok influencer campaigns on like a performance basis. So it's actually just about to be launched. So that'd be quite a cool thing for, I guess, your audience to reach. So instead of going like, you know, cost per view, et cetera, they can just buy on a cost per install. So yeah, they should they should hit us up for that because that'd be very cool. Awesome. Um, Thanks for your time and coming on our podcast, Tim. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks for having me, man. Enjoy Thanks. it. Thanks. Bye-bye. And that was Tim Armour, CEO of Envites. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. Once you subscribe, you'll be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release that. And please don't forget to leave us a review and comment. It is highly appreciated. Also, all episodes will be available on businessofapps.com. Till the next time, bye. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.